0: make it matter, got good things, got you Oops. and everything, get back, never get back too soon Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you only? Only a part of this when you choose Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast, aka The Pod Pod. I'm Jono, coach of the 42,000th ranked Nico hindsights. Unfortunately, Matt is unable to join us again this week. He is reeling from accusations on last week's show that he used PEDs to win an open 100 meter high school race and should be back next week. It was an incredibly enjoyable round of Supercoach and NRL with one of the takeaways being that the points were back in a big way. Across the first four rounds, the average total points per game was 39.7. In round five, it was 50.5. As a result, many of the Supercoach guns fired. Popular captains Cleary, Turbo and Nico all went 100-plus, with Reese Walsh and Payne Haas not too far behind with scores in the 90s. To discuss whether this is a one-off or a sign of things to come, as well as all the big players and strategic moves heading into round six of the NRL season, I'm joined by two fellow Super Coaches tonight. First up, a man who is sticking it to the naysayers. He's avoiding crazy pods, he's holding trades, and his well-balanced squad is currently sitting in the top 8,000. It's the coach of tubes as pods, tubes.
1: Yeah, I'm good, Jono. I was, I was sitting there thinking when you started your intro, oh, what's he got in store for me here tonight as an intro? But, like, just all positives. And I also like that you understand the pecking order of the Ricks family throwing to me <laughs> first. Just mixing it up as a host, but, but knowing who deserves first introduction spot. So, Look, no, you, I'm going well.
0: you got to go by rank, don't you?
1: Yeah. I so, James, I mean,
0: usually with Mattaway, you're – your host. Uh, do you think me hosting tonight over is that a, a, a reflection of a strong debut hosting performance from me last week, or is it more a reflection of how well you're going? You've been upgraded to a chief analyst status.
1: Uh, I think uh, it was. I think we made the decision after after my last hosting performance that we'd give you a crack and it, and it worked well with me being <laughs> off with Turf Toe last week um, to, <laughs> to, to, to sit back and, and, and see how you went. And, uh, and then, yeah, a, a, an upgrade to Chief Analyst tonight. So it, it's looking good.
0: Well done. All right, well, next up, a man who was absolutely fired up over the weekend after he copped a barrage of criticism around his round four Adam Reynolds trade. It's the coach of Casa Bonita's <laughs> Dan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, good day, Jono. Yeah, a little a slight little bounce back uh, from Adam Reynolds. I'm still reeling a bit. I, I swear he was at <laughs> a, a try assist and didn't didn't get one. It would have put him up to about a ninety. Uh, I would have I would have taken a fifty five average out of two rounds. But yeah, it's uh, it's good by Adam Reynolds this week in preparation for uh, for Nico Heinz next. So. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been an interesting year so far. I tried to play a bit dot ball with, with Supercoach and, and that's how I feel I'm going as well. It's just sick ranked sixteen thousandth. Uh team's looking very very standard, can't really get any pods and the pods I had didn't fire. So uh yeah, looking to over the next few rounds, hopefully get a bit more get, more, get a bit more pod like.
0: Yeah, I think we'd be disappointed if you didn't. All right. Well, entries are now officially closed for our Pod Pod Unlimited group. But if you still want to join and compare yourself, our group code is 890189. The current leader is Sam, coach of the elite, who is sitting on 6,084 points and is actually 33rd overall. So doing really well. Not far behind is the Pod Pod's very own CMAC, uh, who is a tick over 6,000, but is absolutely burning through his trades. Uh, Tubes, <laughs> do you want to give us a bit of an update on the <laughs> Queenstown bet?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, Queenstown Bet uh, this year, for for those early listeners, each last year we did a, a Tubes and, and myself and the Podfather. Uh, we take the best score of the week versus Matt and Dan. Matt and Dan took out the inu- inaugural Queenstown Cup, which meant that uh, it has a bit of a golfing theme. So we basically had to shout them. Some rounds of golf on the Mornington Peninsula, Um, and uh, thankfully my strategy worked. So where the podfather, you know, covered my my area of the bill for for this round. So this year we brought in (laughs) Jono and C Mac uh, into the into the contest. So highest scoring of the of the pairs uh, counts for the round. Uh, And so as of as of uh, on the weekend, um, myself and Dad had a top score of 1330, uh, thanks to myself. Uh, Dan and Matt had a top score of 1282. Funnily enough, I think Matt had 1282 and Dan had 1281, so it was a pretty, you know, pretty par performance by the both of them. And then C-Mac had another explosion, explosive round with a 1408. So overall... <laughs> Chris and Jono are leading at six thousand and fifteen, followed by myself and the Podfather, a couple of hundred points behind, and then another hundred and fifty points behind. Dan and Matt are lagging, so just a true mm-hmm. test of the season. But th- the one interesting thing I thought I'd note is, Jono, CMac and yourself, you're, you're you're at a total of six thousand and fifteen points for the year, and that's the total. Strong. Very point. strong. That's the total of Christmas point <laughs> of the year. So you haven't yet come up with a contribution. We might need to add a rule, you know, where there's like a a, a strong. You're not much of a golfer, Jono, but there's a where you're playing with a strong hand, yeah. and you're playing best ball that you have to take someone's score at least once or twice throughout the throughout the the round. So we might have to add something. Yeah. Like you got
2: you got to take six drives Jono. so yeah. you, i think mean, i think at least six rounds out of the 27 you've got to have yours so we might have to do a count back at the end of the year
0: Look, C-Mac and I discussed this in the preseason, and we said that I was going to take on more of an Adam Reynolds role and he was going to be the Cody Walker, so i just take the pressure off him and let him have the big flashy plays and it, it's working beautifully so far. Right, let's let's move on to our discussion for this week. So for those who might be new listeners, we do like to do it a little bit differently than most of the Supercoach podcast and we, we go through the upcoming week positionally as opposed to game by game. So we're going to start off with the hooker position. Uh, I think one player worth mentioning, this week, is the cheese, Brandon Smith, who, one of the most popular super coach players to start the year. He's, he's got a B of 25. His price is down to 420k. He played 68 minutes on the weekend and certainly passed the eye test as well. Tubes, uh, I know you had similar feelings about the cheese on the weekend with how good he looked. Is he a potential buy, do you think, this week?
1: Look, I think he's a buy um, over, over the next few weeks. I don't know that he's a must-have to get in this week. I think Um, A lot of people are running Harry Grant and Sonny Luke and and others. Um, If you are having some problems in your looking position, he's definitely an option. I'll be looking at getting him back into my team at some point over the next few rounds before the origin buy planning start. Um, Obviously, He's a New Zealander, so he won't be playing for New South Wales or Queensland. And he he plays a couple of those games with the given the Roosters have already had their first buy. So I do want him for buy planning, but I, I won't be getting him this week. But he's definitely an option to start looking at again.
0: And Subs, are you someone running the Harry and Sonny Luke combo yourself?
1: Yeah, I've got Harry and Sonny Luke. So. Um, I'm hoping to get a, a couple of scores out of Sonny Luke in the next couple of weeks to fatten him up before potentially going to cheese.
0: Yeah, okay, so before getting cheese maybe in round nine when Harry has the bite. That sounds like a pretty good plan. Uh, Dan, I know one guy that you've got your eye on is uh, Reese Robson. Uh, and as I've, I always refer to you as the big picture man of the podcast, you even discussed the potential of uh, downgrading Harry at some point sooner and maybe going to Robson.
2: Yeah, I definitely won't be doing that this week. Uh, but it's, it's an option, certainly. I think, I think probably people are looking at, uh, Marnie maybe underperforming now and he's going to break, he's going to lose some cash. So I don't mind the idea of actually downgrading Marnie to cheese, free up a bit of cash, particularly if you're in plans to get Nico for round seven. Uh, that's definitely an option. Uh, Robson, I'd probably want to take him as my second premium and I think he'll be really, really valuable for that first buy in round 13. Uh, And then he's probably a guy you can hold as your second hooker through the year if things pan out. So he's he's definitely an option. He's still got a break even this week of 86, so it's still quite high. Uh, Cows have got a good draw still the next three. Uh, Gets a bit tougher after that, but not really. Still in 11 and 12, they've got Dragons and Tigers. So I think... I think uh, the way he's been playing, he's been playing 80 minutes. He's, he's a definite, definite buy at his price now, but it just depends on on your plans for Nico in round seven, I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good way to get him. But I do think one one thing we'll speak about as soon is with Hopgood being benched when we get to the second row forward, I think that's given people a little bit of a, a shortcut way to get Nico as well, but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, another guy we've mentioned there is Sonny Luke, who just worth mentioning as well that he is returning from his HIA this week, and I think all of those owners are hoping that his minutes get a little bit of an uptick. Let's move to the front row forward position, and I think it's a great place to start is with Payne Haas. Uh, who wants to take Payne Haas?
2: I mean, what seven seven fifty k looks unbelievable. I mean, he's probably. Uh, what do you do? You just if you're not an owner like myself, you're just hoping he gets an injury. Uh, it was it was good to see he, did, he got less game time on the weekend as well when when the Bronx was smashing the Tigers. Uh, that was the only way to stop him. Really, he looked he looked unbelievable. Uh, I don't think his value with the price now to bring in There's probably other guys you you're looking at at that 750k with a bit more kind of attacking attacking flair upside. But if you've got him well done, you've made 100k and he looks like the premium front row forward.
0: So. Yeah, looking, looking very strong and I think there was a bit of a chatter about yeah, Tarpeny versus Haas at the start of the year and I think the Haas owners have come up trumps so far there. Uh, let's see if I pronounce this correctly. Isaac Fa'a Suamalawe, he's a popular cheapie for this round, uh, a BE of negative two. Tubes, you're looking at bringing him in, I think, with some of the trades you sent me today.
1: Yeah, he's... Um... I think if you're looking to free up some cash to to bring in the likes of Marzu or Hoskins or some of those popular uh, targets for this week, um, he's, a, he's definitely a great downgrade option. So for me, I've got um, Stefano uh, in the front row forward who I think is starting to peak in price. So if I'm looking to cash in on some of his price rises, I think uh, Isaac I won't go for. Perf- uh, for the last name is a um is a great is a great downgrade option because it, it looks like even though he's coming off the bench he's got Ooh. sort of some well great
2: some, I don't know about it. Sorry, great he's he's option. an
1: option. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not a great downgrade option. He's an option. Yeah. It's just he's so it's, cheap. I'm, it's 200 k He's, 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 he's so cheap. Can.
2: Yeah he's uh, the 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 second game was inflated because they had at least two uh early injuries so i think i think his minutes were definitely inflated going i think you got to look at the first game uh to sort of see what they what they're planning on with the rotations there so i i can see him as very trappish getting 20s and 30s uh i've got david moali davy moali there so i don't want to too kind of trash front row forwards there say tap, tap he has got the buy in round 8 uh, and you got to play Moali or Little Tino, uh, as we'll call it. him. Uh, I, it's not for me to have having that.
0: Yeah, I think one one that I'd throw up as a potential option is Harm Selle instead of uh, Little Tino or Isaac, just because Harm Selle he's he's got a break even of forty six, but he in round his only game he played I think was round two. He got a score of two because he got a category one HIA. Uh, and then last week in his return game, played 40, 45 minutes, I think, for 47 points. He's named off the bench this week, uh, but it's pretty normal for South. They often name him off the bench, then drop Tom Burgess and start someone else in his place. So I don't mind Harm Saleh as a bit of like a, a different option, cause who I think would very much be playable uh, and is still priced, I think, 320 So he's still got a bit of money to make.
2: Yeah do, yeah, do you see him as a buy this week though, Jono? Like are you are you downgrading someone to him and running him as your second throw right forward or or, or No, but I'm,
0: I'm talking about that? people who – I am more meant people who were tempted to go with little Tino. I'm just saying that if you were looking to downgrade Stefano and make some money, I'd maybe look at spending a bit extra to get Harm Sele instead of going all the way down to little Tino. Just showing yeah. up as a bit of a difference. Personally, I'm looking at him for next week.
2: Yeah, you can you can take another look this week because he's still got a break even of forty in the forties. Yeah. Uh, I really like him. He looks he looks good. He looks fit. He's got he's got quads like Marju as well. So I think he's a uh, he's he's a powerful powerful man. If he gets fifty minutes consistently, he's he's great value at the price. And so I just I just take one more look at him this week, and if he kind of goes that forty-five to fifty minutes, he's a definite option for for a downgrade and and a good third front row forward for buy cover. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other one that we we're going to talk about very briefly is uh, Ruben Cotter returns this week from his injury. Massive break-even, not one for this week, but he's certainly one to keep an eye on because if he drops in price, he might be worth a look in the next couple of weeks. What about Andrew King? Put him in the second. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at rookies. Moving on to second row forward, which I think is a really, really interesting uh, position for this round because there's a lot of good cheapies and one potential keeper as well. But let's start off with the big news of the round. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood on the bench. Uh uh, there's a lot of different ways people are going to take this. I've seen he's, he's already the most popular sold player. I think 10 percent of teams have sold him for this round. Dan, are you thinking of maybe almost? You're looking at keeping him for this week.
2: Definite hold for me. Let's let's see what the rotation's like. It could be horrible for him for sure. Uh, Jack Murchie back. Dory's gone. Um, yeah, it's it's just a bit up in the air what they're going to do. Madison back into the into the kind of middle rotation. It's it's really difficult to see. I'm I'm surprised Cardi kept his uh kept his spot there to be honest, but uh well done to to Owners. I think probably Owners are looking to to sell him on anyway, but uh it's it's tough for me to say Hopgood gone because I if he gets if he gets 50 to 60 minutes and his and his output and his base is still really good. We've seen that he can get you know those those offloads going, he can set up a couple of tries. So I think it's – and he plays the round 13 by. So I think he's an easy hold if he's looking like getting 55 to 60 minutes still.
0: James, what are you going to do with Hopgood?
1: Yeah, this afternoon's news has me rattled. I really um, (laughs) – I'm not fully formed in my opinion yet. However, I think this week is such a big trade week with so many options to look to bring in. So I actually didn't make any trades last week trying to save some trades and looking at um, this week being a big trade week. So I'll probably be using a boost obviously with uh, Zach Hoskin being named to start at Penrith, he's a big trade in target. Um, And, uh, and as I mentioned before, someone like a Greg Marju. So for me, I don't have that many people that I actually want to trade in my team. So yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of a difficult decision. I, I Even just listening to Dan talk about Isaac and his trap status has sort of already swayed me to not look at him as an option. Trading Hopgood to Hosking does free up quite a lot of cash. Um, so even if you're doing that as a one or two week rental, whilst it might cost you a trade, it gives you a look at, um, you can still use that time to have a look at Hopgood and get him back in your team if things change. So I don't know. It's just I haven't given much of an answer, but that's the, that's the thoughts that's going through my head at the moment. Uh, regarding yeah, I think
2: w- break even a forty in the forties, forty five. I think it is. Uh, it's an easy watch for one round, and then I think, John, you were saying before, like if he does bomb, if he only gets a forty minute game, and and he's getting that sort of 35, 40 points. You said it does free up a bit of cash for the for the Nico scenario in round seven.
0: Yeah, I think Hosking because I'm sure a lot of people will end up doing Hopgood down to Hosking this week, and I'm someone who's definitely looking that as an option. For people who are thinking about Hosking, it does make me still a bit nervous that Liam Martin and uh, Luke Garner aren't in the team. I would have loved to have seen Martin back. And even more, I would have loved to have seen that Garner was maybe wearing the number 19 jumper and on the extended team. So for people who are looking at Hosking, it does make me a little bit nervous, although I do think he's got a a break even of minus 55. So if he comes out and gets another 50 points this week, he's going to make 100K, be up around 550K. So he's a pretty easy trade out if he does... Look to lose minutes moving forward. Are you looking at Hosking Dan? Because I'm I'm seeing him as someone who has potential to be a keeper that you're getting at a, a, a mid range price.
2: Yeah, I've I, I was of the opinion that you know Luke Garner was being talked up at the start of the year as you know he's going to be great on that on that on that uh, edge and he's going to be great for Super Coach. I've never really liked him as a as a spectacular rugby league player anyway, and. Um, Hoskin just looks great. He's, his work rate at the moment is is really, really good. Uh, that short ball line he runs, he's got the long arms for the reach out. You know, there's there's a lot to like about him. So uh, I think at the value, as you said, if he makes a quick 200K in the next three or four rounds, uh, he's either a keeper that's going to go really well if he's keeping that 80-minute roll or you can get someone like a Fafida uh you know, just, just a premium gun quick flip out or, you know, a downgrade upgrade option. So he's uh, – he's. uh I don't think any, any people will really miss him this week. I think people will jump on.
1: He's such an awkward price. Like I just find him – like for me, it, if I would have to get rid of someone like Hopgood to get Hosking in just because of how awkward his price is um, and I don't have that many, um, you know, Poorly performing second row forwards from that perspective. So I just yeah, that's why I think there's so many that are so quick and and willing to jump off the hop, hop off Hopgood so quickly.
2: Yeah, I think I'm hoping people jump off Hopgood. I'd I'd really like him to become more Pod, but I don't. um, I I I can see the value in freeing up 100k, particularly if you've done some uh, some planning for the next few rounds to bring in people. If, if that works in your calculations, uh, I don't see it as a bad play. As you said before, Tubes, you can maybe bring Hopgood back in at some stage for the round 13 buy and then keep him if he's looking like a like a good rotation.
0: There's a few other really good options to talk about in second row forward on the cheaper side of things. So let's talk about uh, Josh Schuster. I mean, last week on the pod, there's not much extra to say. We, we said he was a really good buy. He's got a break-even of minus 10, available at 5'8 or second row forward ended up being his, his older brother broke the news on Twitter that he was not going to play on the weekend, uh, and that ended up being the mail was correct. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, David Schuster. Great. So keep, keep an eye out if there's any late mail from David this week. But I think uh, he's a really good buyer for this week, and, and if you're looking to downgrade Hopgood, which I'm sure plenty of people are, that's a great way to open up 300K. den. Dan?
2: Yeah, I think Schuster's great still. Like, I, I don't think you can miss him, particularly because he covers 5'8. Like, there's just such a, we use it all the time, such a dearth at 5'8 in terms of who you can play there. Uh, I, I think that, that dual position is just so valuable between second, second row forward and 5'8. And then say you put him at 5'8 this week. Uh, Hopgood doesn't perform. You can then get Hopgood out for a for a half next week. We all I keep saying it, but you know who's on the on the list for next week. So I think his his dual position is the most valuable thing he's got.
0: Dan, what if what do you say to someone who's tossing up a, a Zach Hosking or Josh Schuster situation? They're looking at downgrading Hopgood, and you could only have one. What would you do?
1: Ah, uh, Schuster
2: for
0: sure. Tubes?
1: Uh, I've got Schuster already. I'd probably get Schuster. I'm actually I'm looking at Hoskin versus Ford at the moment. So I think there's there's the three options. I know a lot of people went early on Ford last week, but Hoskin versus Ford versus Schuster and picking two of the three um, is is probably something that's worth considering as well.
0: Danny, are you a Ford owner?
2: I am. I bought him last week and I played him over Preston. So well done to me. Uh, in the in the wet in in a very open game, high scoring, not great for um for Ford in general. I think that's probably his flaw in the forties. So yeah. made him in a back rower at that price. I think he's still still good value. He's got a minus break even, so he's he's not gonna get any cheaper from now on. Uh, certainly that's that's a that's a tough one, I think. Ford versus Hosking. Uh I think Hoskins got a, obviously a bit more attacking pedigree, I think, in a better side. So, well, arguably, arguably better side than the Warriors. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really tough conundrum with those three who you get.
1: Ford's safer. Ford has, I think he's solidified his starting back row position for the Warriors with Hoskins yeah. having that little bit of doubt. Um, I think it'd be good if you could get all three, I'm probably leaning Schuster and Ford over Hoskin if I could only fit two in 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 my team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. The other guy that I just wanted to mention, because I think in most weeks he'd be much more talked about, is Jack Johns, who has a break-even, I believe, in the negative 40s and is the starting lock for Newcastle. He also, Kurt Mann's back this week and Jack Johns has held that role. I mean, I think if it wasn't there for all these great cheapies we've spoken about, I think he'd be much more highly talked about. But, James, would you be any interest? Could you could you make a case for Jack Johns over these other guys this week?
1: Only I could make a case for Jack Johns over Cooper Johns. That's about it. Um, <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good good way to move on to the, the next position. Let's look at. Is that? I back. thought
1: you
2: you 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 semi convinced me about Jack Johns before, Jono. What are, What are your thoughts on him?
0: No, I, the only reason I semi-convince you is because, like I said, I just think there's better options. I think most weeks he'd be a really good choice. He's, I think he played 40 minutes last week uh, at starting lock, uh, played 42 minutes in his previous game. And his base is strong, 37, minutes and 30, 37 points in base last week, 35 points in base the week before, and he seems like he will get at least that 40 minutes. But I do just genuinely think that all the other guys we've spoken about are better. That's all it comes down to. I, it's not that I think he's bad. I just think there's just... A ridiculous amount of good second row forwards this week.
2: Yeah, that's that's probably it. You just you just can't have You probably just can't have him in there just because there's so many other ones, and you've already you've already got you're holding people like Preston, uh, possibly help good, and then you couple your premiums. So yeah, just run out of room. Yeah. I
1: imagine exactly. Adam Elliott's back at some stage.
2: Oh, his job security is is ridiculously poor. Adam yeah. Elliott uh, could could get a lot of minutes taken off him. Um, by the bloke who's just come back, can't think of his name at the moment. Kurt Man Kurt Mann off the bench, so yeah, and it's 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 it's, it's not high risk because of his price, but it's just it could be very hard for you to get him out of your side in a couple of rounds.
0: All right, let's go to halfback. Uh, Nico Hines just worth mentioning because he's out this week with the Sharks having the buy. So those people like myself who have him, it's nine hundred thousand dollars sitting on the bench. Uh Nathan Cleary is one of the more traded in players this week. Dan, did you want to say something about Nico Hines before you? No, just
2: as a um, as a Hines owner, do you have have you had a look at any plans around around flipping him out this week and flipping him back in, or are you just just <laughs> just gonna just give, gonna give him the week off?
0: <laughs> look, I I brought him in last week because I was scared, so I certainly can't trade him out after the week <laughs> after one week. It's That'd be three trades then to get him back in again next week. So no, I personally can't do that. And I don't even think if I was somebody who brought him in for two weeks, I'd be looking at flipping him out. I also have bigger problems as well. Dan
2: Yeah, I mean it's just it's just unbelievable how good he is at Super Coach. That again, the first half on the weekend as a non owner, it's just it is just so scary. He's he's just so good. Unbelievable result for non owners in the second half that the rain came pouring down. Uh yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to watch.
1: I can't wait to be able to watch a Sharks game next week again when I finally have him back in my team because I just – I couldn't even watch of the – it was sickening. I was honestly like the Sharks lost and I felt like I was sitting there half cheering for the Warriors just because I didn't, they didn't go bad in that second half. And I, was so, and I felt so torn and bad about it. And then they lost and I was like, well – uh I'm still pretty happy with the result of Nico only getting 107 fully game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm looking forward to getting him in my team.
0: I think, yeah, it's it's he's easily going to be the most traded in player next week. Uh, Cleary, I saw he's quite highly traded in this week. I suppose that's a lot of people who who maybe buy-flipped him earlier in the year and are now looking to get him back after his big score. And I don't think any of us would talk anyone out of doing that. He's, he's a great buy uh, and really looked, really looked good last week. Dan, you you made a bit of a face you don't think he's a great buy for this week
2: no he's a decent buy but it's going to it's really tough to bring in that amount of cash in the next 2 weeks with Hines as well uh but i think you're going to need to run them uh those two as quickly as possible so he's still a good buy i was i was fortunate enough to buy him back after flipping him uh on the weekend so i was i was very happy with myself i th- i used the first loop of the loop of the year with the vc as well so yeah, it's just you, I think people would have held off him last week thinking he was going to drop in money. Uh, 770K is a good price for him, so really easy, but you got to probably use a boost uh, in the next two weeks to get, get him and Nico in.
0: Yeah, and I think there's also, I mean, it's still the right play to have them both, but there's a bit of chat around that Nico might play 5-8 in origin this year and that we might maybe lose both Cleary and Nico for those that origin period potentially too. So that's might not be relevant, but it's something just to keep an eye on uh, as we move forward, But you
1: get 13. Tri- you, you only need 13 players in those buys this year. So even if they're both out, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you could lay the as position. Much as, yeah, yeah. I,
2: think, yeah. I think, I think, I think, yeah, there's a point to it in terms of if you've got two hookers that aren't playing buys, two five eights, two halves, two full backs, like you're losing out on some of the positions that can go nuts in those buy rounds. Uh, we saw last year not having Scotty Drinkwater. I think it was first round where he went berserk, maybe not having Garrick, not having Manu. People had huge buy rounds because these big premium guys went well. So uh, I think you've got to look at the the team balance and maybe have at least one premium good half who can go berserk in the buy, one fullback perhaps, uh, not just these dot ball front row forwards that are going to get you 30 points.
1: I agree with the sentiment, but I think half is the one position where there's two Premium halfbacks, and you want Nico and Cleary in your side as soon as possible. Whereas the fullback position, there's probably five different fullbacks that you could that you could sort of say are in that top two. Obviously Turbo, and is a gun, but then there's Teddy Luttrell, They're playing Origin. You mentioned um, uh, Drinkwater Walsh. They might not play Origin, so I do think there's going to be other positions that you can get those. High upside guys, and you can and you can, yeah,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm I gonna agree. Running, I'm sure. going to be running clear. I agree with that. Yeah, you got, I've, yeah, I agree.
0: But the last guy uh, we'll talk about at halfback is a former Super Coach Gun, who against all odds, uh, when the when the rains came down at Shark Park, he looked better than Wet Boy Nico Hines when he came down to the crunch. Sean Johnson, uh, Dan, you spoke before about how you're keen to get some pods in your team and get back to your roots uh, sooner rather than later. <laughs> SJ, yeah.
2: Not SJ, not for me. Six six hundred k, you've lost his value. I mean, I'm a bit reeling. I could have could have gone SJ for about two hundred k less than Adam Reynolds two weeks ago, and for about half the points. So, uh, but uh, I think you've missed the boat. People are probably looking to need. in terms of real life rugby league, he looks he looked amazing on the weekend. He looks like he's got a spring in his step. Uh, he's uh, yeah, it's it's really good to see him bounce back.
0: One of the great post-game interviews too. After that game, it was awesome. Send him off. Send the dirty off. Get him off the field. That was diabolical. All right, five eight. It's five eight's been a tough spot this year. Uh, obviously, Cam munster has been consistent, but he had, he had his couple of weeks out with injury, and a lot of the other guys that we looked at and spoke about heavily in the preseason have been a little bit disappointing. One of the guys who started to turn it around is Matt Burton. Uh, he has been a bit of a mixed bag so far. He's had two scores under 40. He's had two scores over 60 and one score, I think, was smack bang on 50. So the good thing is that two of the last three weeks have been over 70-point scores. He's got the goal kicking there. And I think from just a, an actual footy standpoint, he's, he's looking like he's taking on the line a lot more and not just being a distributor. Uh, do either of you guys own Burton?
2: No. No.
0: Would, would he be someone you guys have look at bringing into the 5-8 position? Dogs don't have a bite to around 13. Any interest at all in Birdo? The,
2: the dogs are just running out of troops. Uh, it's going to get tougher and tougher for them, I think. Uh, they've, they've had some young guys step up and do really well. Next three, Rabideaus, eels, sharks. That's going to be tough for them. So we know Birdo's got 20s, 20s in them. If the yep. Bulldogs are getting belted, uh, he could be in for that. Uh, he's a great he's a great rugby league player. What he did on the weekend was pretty incredible. Uh, but it's just at 570K, not, not much interest for me in buying him in this, particularly this week.
0: Yeah, I agree, Dan. I think he's one of those guys, if you own him already, he's a happy hold. But if you don't own him, you're not going to be clamouring to get him into your team. Uh, Adam Dewey got the 5-8 spot back this week, which I think is a great result for owners because historically he does score much better at 5-8 than at fullback. Uh, it's just everything going on with the Tigers. Who knows how long he'll stay there. They might move into a bench impact role next week. It just seems to be all over the shop. Tubes, uh, you're a Dewey owner, aren't you? How do you feel about the 5-8 spot?
1: Uh, I feel okay about it. I mean, the the Tigers just suck. The 5-8 position sucks <laughs> this year. Like as Like as... It's, uh, you eventually just want to get Dylan Brown and Cameron Munster, but yeah. I wouldn't advise to get Dylan Brown for at least a couple of weeks now that he's obviously got um, a lower break even, and and so you can probably wait a couple couple of weeks potentially on it. So I'm happy from that instance. Like I've got a, it means that I've got to hold Dewey for another couple of weeks, and hopefully he get has a big score in him. But certainly, yeah, certainly not holding out hope. <laughs> In, from from Dewey doing anything this year
2: at five twenty five k, there's just no value in in getting him out. the The no. issue is round is it round seven? They have the buy, or round eight? I think it's round seven. Maybe Tiger. Sorry, yeah, Tigers might have the buy, so uh, people will be very keen to flip him to to Nico next week. Uh, I'm really keen on on holding him. I, I think you talk about pod plays, like sometimes the pod play is to hold a player underperforming. Uh, he's He couldn't have had a worse couple of weeks and he's, he's still got some 40s and 50s there. So uh, I think he's got those hundreds in him. I think Tigers just need to slightly turn it around. He just needs to get some attacking stats uh, and he'll be a great second five eight to keep, uh, particularly through the bye period.
0: Yeah, and I just double-checked, and ran round seven. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's, it's a good call. And like you mentioned, the fact that he's getting 40s and 50s, he doesn't look like he's that up for it and that involved, and the Tigers are terrible. He's still getting okay scores. So I don't think he's had any big attacking stats since round one. So they're, they're going to come at some point, and the Tigers, they will win a game at some stage this season. Do uh, you see yeah. that they're, like, the only team who've started two years in a row 0-5 since, like, the 1960s? Like, it's just a crazy bad start for the Tigers. Uh, yeah. Cody I like Walker. Her energy. You like whose energy? Ah,
1: Dan. Dan's reinvigorating me on Adam Dewey. I like his energy <laughs> about it. <him. laughs> really I just, just love like the pod building. the pod
2: the pod hold. He's uh yeah, he's he's gonna come good. And you know, you can't you can't upgrade him. You know, you'd love to upgrade him to either Munster or Brown, but they're both over seven hundred K. Munster's got a buy in round nine. And round 13, plays origin. Like it's just I started with Munster, so I got big wraps, and I think he's the premium 5'8. You just you'll get him at some stage. But just right now it's a little bit awkward to to upgrade.
0: Mm, sounds like a couple of owners trying to reassure themselves to me. I think uh, I think he's a great sell next week for Nico. Because you haven't lost that much value on him, really. I think you don't want to fall into that sunk cost fallacy trap of holding him just because you've lost value on him when there's better moves to make. But I agree that he's not a horrible... It's
2: not about losing the value. It's about his price right now, at 520K. The value is your... You, he's a value pickup at, say, under four hundred, under 500K. Like, you're picking him up even if he's having a terrible time at the moment. So, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. Lots of people will go to him for Heinz. And if you need to get Heinz and the only way to get him is to sell Dewey, that's, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm going to do everything I can to
0: hold him. Uh, yeah, fair enough. And I think I was thinking of it as him as a stepping stone to Hines. I, I don't think he's a bad hold at all. Uh, Cody Walker is starting to hit a bit of form at the moment. I think he's three tries over the last two weeks, scores in the 70s. Rabbitohs have the dogs this week in the Good Friday clash, which is always team – they're both pretty fired up for that usually. Uh, and then they play the Dolphins the week after who are just undermanned and – starting to look a little bit like, unfortunately, what a lot of people thought they would be at the start of the season. Uh, I think he's an awesome pod. Rabbitohs play round 13 and round 19. He's absolutely no chance of playing State of Origin uh, at all. So I, I think he's a really good pickup. Uh, would any of you guys look to pull the trigger on Cody at all?
1: I think if you were going to do it, based on what you've just said, you have to do it this week. Otherwise, I would not be pulling the trigger and give it and holding Dewey at least this week. Um, I won't be doing it. I, I think you've mentioned the positives there, uh, Bulldogs into Dolphins. The the negatives off the back of that is the next three games after that, which is Panthers, Broncos, mm. Melbourne. Um Very tough. after those two two games, they're they're pretty tough draws. Uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty tough three game stretch as you can get. Um, so I, I I don't mind it as a shout, but I think you'd have to pull the trigger this week, um, and and I don't know that there's that many in a position that they're upgrading their five eights this week.
0: Yeah, I think as well. I agree, tubes. If you don't pull the trigger this week, you wait till round thirteen. Like I think he's a good option come round thirteen again, but I think yeah, otherwise you're just waiting. Souths are starting to get a few troops and forwards back as well, and their attack this year. I think they've got the second-best defence in the, in the comp so far this year or thereabouts, and it's actually their attack that hasn't been flowing, and I think that's going to have to come together at some stage. Dan?
2: Yeah, I I, I wouldn't risk Cody at this stage. Um, they've, He could go berserk next two and, and good on him, but then they've got those next three tough ones, and he could end up being only 550, 600K, even if he does go really well the next two. Round 11, it looks great for Souths. So... I'd actually want to see five low games, him get him get under five hundred K or around that five hundred K mark, and he'd be a great pickup then. So I'd say round eleven is when you're probably looking to target target Cody Walker because then he's got two of the big buy rounds. Uh, a great run through that period as well. Uh it's a it's a bit of a gamble picking him up this week. I think it could pull off for sure, but it's it's just a gamble. Too much of a gamble.
0: Yeah, no, fair call. All right, uh, let's move on to centre wing with one of the most popular buyers of the week, Greg Marzu, uh, who is looking great. I mean, he was a popular pre-season pick for a lot of people Then wasn't named round one because he had a bit of an injury, has earned his way back into the team, still still making some horrible defensive decisions as we saw on the weekend, but base plus power average of over 50. Uh, are either of you guys bringing him in this week?
2: Yep. He's in. He's in for the Casa Bonitas. I think um, I've tried to work on a pod play against him. So looking at another center wing to bring in, I just can't find it. The, the one of the conundrums I have is: is you look at the prices and you think about value for money. Brian Tottle is six hundred and six k versus Greg Marju at five eighty two. Ah, uh, that's a really tough one for me. Like who who outscores? who for the rest of the year. Obviously, job security is a slight risk for Marju. Uh, I think if he was guaranteed to play the rest of the year, he's probably outscoring or at least on par with To'o. Uh, But if he doesn't play the rest of the year, like Toto is a, is a much better option and safer and in a better side as well. I think it, you look at all the Newcastle outside back scores recently, they're so inflated. Obviously, hmm. they're doing well. They're scoring points. But it's not going to be every week that their back three score over 100. So it's it does look so appealing this week. And I am going to jump on because I just don't want to miss out because he, he's, he's good to watch as well. Uh, but I think their scores, all Newcastle's back outside backs are very inflated at the moment.
0: Yeah, and the, the job security is definitely a concern. That's something that you and I spoke about on the phone yesterday. You said that your kind of question mark is that he could be dropped next week if he makes more of these bad defensive reads. Where are you sitting at it now?
1: So who's been
0: named? Dom
1: Young's named. So Heimel Hunt's yeah. still
0: sitting I think he's 18th, man. in the extra yeah.
1: reserves he's, and Chuala,
2: yeah. 18th man. Right.
1: Yeah, um, I think he's a safe buy this week, um, obviously with his huge negative – break even and he's got the upside of potentially being a keeper he's also got that upside of the Newcastle draw and the fact that they play round 13 so you're sort of covering off that premium center wing option uh for for round 13 uh there's definitely no chance he's making origin uh as he might but so the only risk is that he's not in the team for round 13 um the only negatives uh, are the – what did I say before that? He, he's, uh, his other negatives, I suppose, is really just that he – across an, a sample size of about 20 games last year for the Titans, he only actually averaged 55 points. Um, and can you really say that the Knights' attack is that much of an upgrade than the Titans? Um, that's probably the the other question mark I have about him. Um so – but he clearly does have the base and he's got a, such a high negative break even that I feel like it's such a low-risk trade with such high upside that I'm going to be jumping on board this, this
0: yeah, week. Yeah, I think I'm with the both of you on this. I, I love these guys who are under 600K who have strong potential to be keepers. It's why I, I really like Kiraz a few weeks ago. It's why I'm big on Hoskin this week. I just think if you can get that value play, they're always worth a punt. And, and these kind of guys with these big negative break evens, I mean, your worst case scenario is if something bad goes wrong, you make your quick cash upgrade, and, and you got a lot of cash on them to move them on to something else. Uh, any, any other thoughts on mazu before we moved on? Done into no. death. Uh, yeah, the other guy I wanted to out was the Hammer, who was a really popular buy coming into round three. Look, he's done his job. I think he's a perfect guy to sell on this week to Marzu. Uh He's he's break even's forty nine. He's he's gone up a couple of hundred K or maybe 150 K, I think, from where he was at, at the start of the year. Perfect time to move on from him, especially with the Dolphins not looking great. Uh, Alamotti's a guy who I have seen is a fairly popular sell this week. Dan, I know you got a couple of thoughts on Alamotti.
2: Oh, I just I just think that his current price, he's undervalued for what we've seen of him so far. He was a bit unlucky on the weekend not to get a few more attacking stats go his way. Uh, his his base is really impressive. Uh, three three hundred ninety thousand is a, and a break even of forty. I can see the appeal for for generating cash to go up to some of the premiums. Uh, but I'm gonna do as much as I can to hold on to him. Uh, I think dogs have a few tough uh games coming up now. But I've seen enough that I think he's a really good player, and I'd like to hold him to at least round twelve if I can. I see him see him sort of get into the, about the five hundred fifty k mark. So if there's still one hundred sixty thousand to make on him, uh, and he can be a he can be a play in seventeen as well quite comfortably on good matchups. So I like like to hold him. But
1: who like who are you trading then for Marzu? Like, do you have nope. the hammer?
2: I got I got my man Talakai. Who's He's just He's just a bit oh, yeah, fat and slow this year. Yeah. He's just he's just not doing enough I mean he's scoring pretty well now like he's averaging close to 60. It's not terrible. He's just not the pod player I thought it was going to be at the start of the year. So by flipping, I'm a big fan so it's it's easy to get to Marju.
1: Yeah, okay. so I think there's if, if, if you're sort of gun flipping to Marju that makes sense. but for me, if you're trying to trade up to to someone like Marju this week, like Alamotti's just the obvious choice of the of the sort of cheapy ones you not get AKP's huge negative break-even Warbrick negative break-even um and 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 then Taruva is break-even is one and and he looks more likely to be a keeper for the for the season so um I I think for I'm th- I don't I would like to hold Alamotti, but I think it it's just one of them that's time to go and and he's and he's sort of the choice. Um, I can see that a lot of people are upgrading him to Hoskin as well this week, obviously via some jewel, jewels. So I think he's the pick of the cheapies to to move on and, and cash out from a center wing.
2: Perspective. Yeah, it's, it's it'd be an interesting one to say. Like, do you trade say an Alamotti or a Hopgood uh, at their current prices? So that would be a. If I had to do something like that, that would be a that would be a serious debate that I would be having um so I'm, I'm fortunate enough i can just hold alamotti so if you can if you can do what i'm doing and and get someone else for for marju i would i would be looking at that but as you said yeah. out of akp warbrick to you're keeping all those and dropping out Al- alamotti out of those no problem oh my gosh it, I yeah, so. I, I was I was so happy to see Hammer was back to his old ways on the weekend. He was he was passing everything he could. He was kind of he'd, he'd line up for the hit up on the on the blind, going yeah, give me the ball. Obviously, it's not going there. Uh, so, but he just can't stop scoring. He's just he's just backing up, and uh, he's he's got that flair to be in the right place at the right time. But uh, yeah, I can I can see him as he's a definite sell this week to Maju.
0: Easy. Yeah, he was doing a lot of dummy half work as well when they were coming out of trouble, Like whereas in previous weeks he's been taking the hit-ups. This week he was pushing blokes out of the way, getting into dummy half and just shifting off to the wingers and centres around him. So he's the absolute perfect case. Uh, you guys mentioned him there and AKP with uh, Titans back no buy this week. He was one that uh, people worried he might lose his job to Kenny Mamalo, who signed with with the Titans from the Tigers, uh, a relief for AKP owners that Kenny Mamala is not even in the extended squad for this week. So there's not even that worry coming into the weekend that AKP might lose his job at the last minute. Uh, Tubes, if you were someone who was going with the buy-flipping strategy and you traded out AKP, how much of a priority would it be for you to bring him back? I just wouldn't have
1: done that in the first place. <laughs> it's uh, not the question. No. Nah. Uh, the... <laughs> The yeah, the um – I'd be bringing him back in. I, I don't think his job security – I think that that was a bit of a beat-up, but, I mean, who knows? But it felt like a bit of a beat-up. He's been playing well. I know he's got some defensive issues, but he's just such an X factor for him. He's potentially the fastest man in rugby league. um So with a negative break even of 67, he's probably going to be going up to be a 600K center wing in the next three to four weeks. Um, and so I'd be bringing him back in.
0: Yeah, strong.
2: He's a. He, I got him as a trade out in two weeks' time. So uh, he he'll he'll have this 117 out of his rolling average. Uh, I think there's going to be some good targets at that center wing position in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I'd be looking. It's it's a tough one to buy back. I think, like particularly because you've got Marju on offer right now. Uh, I think you've got to buy him back with with the uh, with the knowledge you're gonna trade him out and flip him up to someone else uh, in a couple of weeks time. I can't
1: You'll trade him out before they play the potentially, Dolphins. Yeah.
2: Like, I mean, everyone's got stacks and wings. So you know you you probably even though you've got the Dolphins, are you playing him over Karaz, Holmes, Marju, Garrick, even maybe Taruva. I'm I'm floating maybe playing him this week for sure against the Dragons. Uh but I've 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 got in trade plans to get, get rid of him in a couple of weeks. So hard one to bring
1: in. I, yeah, I I do it's just the run. It's like as in like us, they've got as you said, dragons this week, uh Broncos and then Dolphins. That's three pretty solid weeks, but I, I get what you're saying that you know if he has two down weeks, he's obviously on the chopping block. He's
2: still on the chopping block. Otherwise, say say he goes two fifties, his break even's at sixty plus. So yeah. you going to hold Cam Pereira when he's break evens sixty or seventy?
1: When they're playing the Dolphins, uh, possibly into into the Seagulls' into the Seagull's yeah. right edge. So at the moment, so, so he got
2: five. He got five points against the West Tigers first game, and they beat and they beat him convincingly.
1: He's just easing <laughs> into it, yeah. <again>. Just easing <laughs> into it. it he, he only started hitting top. Look, I agree. He picked up his base he's, for sure. He's, yeah. He, I, He's, he's, he's potentially he's potentially on the P um, <laughs> maybe, but, um, but he's looked very fast. He looked he looked he looked he looked uh he looked he looked he looked, he looked like he beat Yeah, Scandy <laughs> on the
2: end, to be fair, Scandy's Scandi's pretty quick. Uh maybe quicker than Matt, we're not sure these days, but uh he was very keen on Cam Pereira and that's why he played him on the round that he, he he won the prize. So yeah, look, he could he could turn into a, a a good player. He could still jag two or three tries this week and then he's a hole for a few more rounds. But, uh, yeah, I think I think the big decision for me is whether to play him this week against the Dragons or not.
1: Yeah. I think John to, to go back to your question, I'm happy to own him. If if I uh, if I didn't own him, I'd, I'd pause for a thought. And if it was between him and Tane Milne to be bringing in this week, I'd probably be looking at Tane Milne and the bunnies over. over I'm eight. glad
0: you bring up Milne, Chiefs, because we're approaching the one year anniversary. It was the Good Friday clash against the Dogs last year that you famously brought in Tane Milne as your big pot of the week, and he's, he's back. back this week just in time. Uh, any any chance? <laughs> Big chance,
1: left edge. Nah, nah. I I brought in some rules, super coach rules, at the start of this year, and I'll be living by them. Which it basically is: don't bring in shit players. Uh,
0: Dan, going to throw to you quickly uh, for a couple of the people I I call as Dan's men. Uh, whenever these guys go well, uh, you're sure to get a text message saying, oh, "Dan, one of your boys, uh, Will Benasini, and uh, is it uh, Isaiah Tash from the Rabbitohs? Do you have any thoughts on those guys coming into this week?"
2: Uh Will Penasini is a good pod option. I really like him. Good up-and-comer, basing well. Parra go on a good draw now. They get they have a good run into the round 13 by. I mean, it's just hard to say, oh, will I go Will Penasini over Greg Marju? It's it's really like, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's an up-and-comer, and come up. you know, but... I uh, I really like him. I think he's a good trade target uh, for a, a fourth or fifth center wing option uh, at the price. I think he's probably priced at a decent one at the moment at the low five hundreds. Uh, your man Tass, Jono, you probably watch him watch him closely. Uh, I think he's again a very good player, rock solid. It, they're just these guys with really good base in the back line who can, if their team's going well and starts to score points, uh, they're just going to get those attacking stats and start to average really well. So I just I just think there's a bit of value. They can both probably turn up with one or two tries as well, probably more likely the two attacking stats. But, uh, yeah, both of them are uh, just wants to watch. And if, you, if you're flush for cash and you've got all the big guys, I think it's not a bad option in the center wing.
1: Yeah, I really like Tas. As, a, as an option for this year. Uh, but similar to Cody Walker, you mentioned already, Dan, I think that round 11 trade-in target, I think he's potentially going to be on the bubble. He's averaging 50, 54 this year um, with just a really high base um, output, not really many attacking stats. So I think he's a good option for to, to look at for that sort of round 11 bring in before the buys.
0: Sounds good. Uh, Dean, you mentioned Brian Totor before. Do you have any more thoughts? Do you want to dive deeper into Tottle, Or Are you happy with what you said before?
2: No, I think he's just very, very good value at 606K. Um, people are blowing up about how bad he's going. I mean, what, no tries, no attacking stats with a 60 on the weekend? It's just unfortunate they didn't go down his side. Like, Crichton went terrible. I hope no one no one brought him in last week, but he had to go to the left edge to get a, get some attacking stats. So they're still going to score down that right hand side. It's just a matter of time. Brian To'o is a is a gun centre wing who, with one one attacking stat, can go 100 plus. So I think at his value, uh, he's a good buy this week. If Marju wasn't on 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 offer, uh, he he'd definitely be in my side.
0: Yeah, fair call.
1: He'll make Origin sure. though, as well. So I just think he's a, he's a tough one to bring in.
0: Especially when there's someone like Marju there. But it's, Origin's still a while away. But, yeah, I, I agree with Dan that I think with Marju there, I don't really think you can look too long at him. Uh, all right, that's, that's a lot of time on Sam Let's move into fullback where there's probably not quite as much to discuss. First one I want to talk about is James Tedesco. Um, He's out this week with a Category 1 HIA. There's some speculation that he might be out for next week as well. Um, Look, I'm an owner, and round three, it was a popular trade to go Teddy to to Walsh before Teddy lost that value. Since then, Teddy has scored 82 points since since round three. Walsh has scored 278 points, and that leads only to become bigger with Teddy out this week. He's lost 160K. He's got a beat of 127. He's out this week. The question I want to put to you guys is, for the Teddy owners out there, because there are still a fair few of them, do you cut your losses or do you hold and wait for some value to return? Because I've got a pretty strong opinion on this, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think.
1: When you say there's plenty of them, do you mean us? Like, (laughs) like, you're (laughs) a Teddy owner. Hold (laughs) on, aren't you? Like, just... just, just... Like, like you could talk as a collective, It's, it, it, you know, I think, I think Jono, we really need to hear your thoughts. You, you put some, you put a better effort into it and it's uh, and, and, and you're, you're a, you're a Teddy, uh, you're a Teddy holder anonymous. Um, so, so let's, let's, let's get your frustrations out. Well, of I, reckon, I
0: reckon Dan's a chance of talking me out of it, uh, but I'm, I'm trading him this week. I'm using a boost to get rid of Teddy this week. And my circumstances are a little bit different. I'm a Heinz owner as well. I think if I didn't own Heinz, I'd hold Teddy. But I just don't like the idea of having $1.7 million sitting on the bench, and I just can't trade Heinz after trading him in last week. And I do think there's there's that part of me that goes, all right, I want to get his value back. But I think sometimes in Supercoach, you just can't be too proud and you just need to cut your losses. Uh, I'm, I'm looking to flip him this week to Latrell, who has lost 200K, still has a big BE, but... I'm starting to see some signs that South are looking a little bit more dangerous on that left edge. So I'm trading him this week. But I've got a feeling, Dan, we haven't spoken about it and I might be completely wrong. I have a feeling you're a chance of talking me out of it.
2: As in not holding Teddy? Yeah.
0: Do you yeah, think mate, there's he's,
2: any- he's got to go. Get rid of him.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> you are kidding,
2: <laughs> the, there's, just, there's just no value in holding Teddy right now. He he could be under 600K soon. Uh so and he doesn't play what? This week, potentially not playing next week with a concussion. Like you're just dead in the water if you don't have two gun fullbacks running on 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 repeat. So Latrell Mitchell's a great buy this week. Uh he could go berserk. Uh Clint Gutherson. How about Guther? He could be he could be there. Good run good run for the Eels. <laughs> round thirteen buy. I mean that's that's it's, it's just crazy. It's, why, it's just <laughs> crazy to think you'd say Teddy to Guffer, but uh it's there. I'd I'd even go for Gufferson over uh if I was trading at Teddy this week. Uh there's a couple of options coming up in that, you know, to flip around. I think I think Reese Walsh is is a potential flip in a couple of weeks' time as well, considering that he's been talked about for Origin. If he gets I mean, he's gonna be seven fifty K. That's huge. If you can go Reese Walsh to Teddy in a couple of weeks' time and make 150K, like that's that's great value. So uh, I think Teddy's a, a drop this week. The one we didn't talk about just for value uh, in center wing is Chance nickel Clodstad I like his I like his output, 370K minus, minus a negative break-even. I think he's really good value this week if you need to downgrade someone to upgrade elsewhere. Uh, you can slot him in even in your fullback position for one round and then get an ultra premium next week, Jonah.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that went the complete opposite of how I thought it did. So that's what I thought it was going. to. I thought I just know you're a big value man. I just thought you'd say I thought you're going to come out with mate. You've lost so much value at this point. Wait for me to get some back. But that's that's got me reinvigorated on the call. I think I'm I think I'm in. Mean, you've inspired me. Teddy yeah. gone. To Trell, Love it. I think you got to cut your losses. Cut okay, your, losses. your losses. Yeah. Your yeah. Like, I'm, just,
2: I'm just... like I'm doing on Adam Reynolds this week. Uh, I went for him <laughs> thinking he's got four rounds of four rounds of good scores in him. I'm just cutting my losses and get rid of him. He's tough to watch. So Teddy not even playing this week. Like it's easy to easy to trade him out.
1: I I do think that what Dan mentioned about chance as a theory is also good. So I know Jono, you're looking at at Teddy to trail. Uh, and obviously, there's a bit of risk, but also some really good upside to that. Um, <clears throat> I think if other people are looking to get rid of Teddy, potentially looking at bringing in someone like a Chance or even looking at bringing in someone like a Garrick um, that that is going to be a season-long keeper a in the centre yeah. wing, but you're just I bringing him in that. As, a, as a one- or two-week um Option until you get the lay of the land as to what other fullback you're going to look at bringing
0: in. in the so, Jude, that's the, that's the kind of content that's got you pushed into the analyst role, just thinking about things a little bit differently this year. I don't reckon yeah, the tubes are last year. He loves, he,
2: loves, he loves an elaboration on my points, Jude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Dean. It's it's because I come in no prep. You you do the prep for me and I just come in and enhance <laughs> your points for you, Dan. That's
0: <laughs> the enhancer. Ah. Uh, Fellas, before yep. we move on to the part of the week, is there any other players in any position that we we haven't hit that you wanted to talk about at all? Uh,
2: maybe just one. Maybe Gilbert Grapes, Jono. Uh, ah, we yes. spoke him up a couple of weeks ago, and and he's just he's just turned to mud. Uh, he just looks so beaten up. He looks he, he he got eighty minutes on the weekend. I think he went to the left edge for a bit, uh, but he's just looking a bit battered and bruised at the moment. Uh, I think. It's a really tough one. Like I think you either got to hold or you've got to upgrade him to hus. But what are, you, what are your thoughts on him at the moment?
0: Yeah, I, I'm happy to hold him for now. I don't think he's going to lose too much value. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy running with him and taking the risk that he's still going to come good because I, I do think he's a, a good player. And he doesn't have that much to, to lose at this point. So I think he's a fine trade, but I also think he's a fine hold and just see how he goes. But so, yeah, pop, popular buy who hasn't panned out anything like we thought he would. All right, let's let's move on to pot of the week. So, first of all, a recap from last round. Our special guest, Scandy went with Ryan Madison, who scored 62, and now this week has the starting locker off. So that, that has worked into being a pretty solid call. Dan went with Selwyn Cobbo, who scored 41 and, and scored a try on his way there to 41 points. Not a breakout round, but look, <coughs> somebody would be very happy to have in team this week. They're playing the Raiders up at Suncorp. So if you got him last week, you're pretty happy with Selwyn Cobo as a hold. Uh, I talked up Alex Johnston, who scored 44 and had a Category 1 HIA, so he's going to miss this week's game against the Dogs. So an absolute shocker. Hopefully no one jumped on board there. Uh, Pot of the week this week. uh, Dan, who – and actually, Dan, we will save you for last because you you actually flow on nicely to our Tubes' mailbag question, so I'll save you for the end. Tubes, who have you got as your pot of the week for this week?
1: Look, I've got a, I've got a big pot, and I'm, I'm genuinely was considering bringing him into my team, um, but he's a li- could be a little bit expensive, especially with Nico on the horizon, and that's uh, Joey Manu from the Roosters. Uh, so, obviously, in the short term, he's named at fullback this week, where he's going to be scoring really big. Uh, he does have a break even of 146, so we'll need a big score to, to beat that break even. But I also wouldn't put it past him. Uh, playing in that fullback position. And we know how much he loves to get his hands on the ball um, and how many runs he likes to make when he's at fullback. Um, But also just, again, potentially thinking through that by planning around Origin, he's definitely a center wing option that you want over that period. And I just think that if he gets two weeks at fullback over the next two weeks under his belt, you could get a bit of a jump on the competition because absolutely no one's going to be bringing him in this week with 146 break even, and he's only 3% owned currently.
0: Yeah, I like it. And I think there's a good chance that uh, the Roosters rest Teddy a fair bit around that origin period just because they have so much depth and they have the ability to do it as well. So if Teddy's looking a bit beat up and if they're playing well without him, these two East could be a good trial run. If the Roosters go well without Teddy, I'd expect him to get a little bit of rest over the origin period this year. Whereas last year they couldn't really do it because they started off the year so badly and were chasing wins. So I reckon that's a great call, Tubes. Uh, My pot of the week is Scotty Drinkwater, who's only at 1% ownership off the back of being an absolute gun last year. BA of 171, so pretty clear as to why people might not be looking to bring him in this week. But as a pure points play, I I, I love it. At home against the Dolphins, who already look tired and beaten, I think he's a big chance to go on 100-plus this week. Chuck the VC on him, chuck the C on him, and just enjoy I think, I
2: think you got. A, I think you got a few rebuttals here. I saw Tubes trying to time <laughs> that <them> as well.
0: <laughs> it was um, a race to see who could re- rebuttal me the quickest.
2: See, Tube, Tubes was convincing enough to say Joey Manu's break even is one hundred and forty eight. He can hit that. Joey Manu can hit that. Scotty Drinkwater cannot hit one hundred and seventy points.
0: Oh no like,
2: way! No way! Like and yeah, they got a good matchup, but he's gonna drop massive cash. He's a he's a two week like watch him for two weeks then bring him in. Plus, they've got Chester on the bench. They've got a fullback on the bench and Granville, who covers in the back line as well. Like, Indeed. yeah. Anyway, Tubes, you got something to add?
1: Well, I, I don't want to pile on because, you know, this is a fun <laughs> segment, this <laughs> part of the week, and Paul Jones just copied it. <laughs> but uh, all I'm going to say is, Jono, it's, it's interesting that you've picked a fullback in Pot of the week in a round where you're trading, in a fullback, and you're not
0: choosing that place. I couldn't. It's an 10% so, ownership. It's under 10% category. I couldn't picture it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, pot of the week, you know, you at least have to think about bringing them in, whereas you, you, you're no chance of bringing, oh, bringing in Drinkwater this absolutely week. Absolutely But I older. think you
0: guys are missing the big picture here. Is next week, <laughs> and Matt's doing his recap of pot of the week. BEs from last week don't matter. It just matters if Scotty Drinkwater gets 90 points, it sounds good when I've picked him for next week, and all this BE and stuff. It's not going to matter yeah. for the pot of the week segment next week. Uh,
2: look, it's not about who you pick as your pot of the week for most points. Like that's what we have a segment on who's going to score the most points this week. If that was it, it's genuine. <laughs> listen, genuine listeners yeah. want to hear who is a good buy option this week who could be very pot against the grain. So, mm. I think I think have a have a think about it a bit next time, John. I know you do all the all the work yeah, beforehand, great. all the prep. You can spend a little bit more time on your pot of the week <laughs> uh, and think about what the listeners yeah. want to hear.
1: Just take your time out tomorrow and, and just have a good, <laughs> hard
0: look at
2: yourself, mate. Well, uh, we'll, anyway, sorry, sorry,
0: Jenna. Yeah. No, by um, the way, we'll see when you we'll, get to 172 this week. We'll, we'll yeah. see who's laughing next week. Yeah. Uh, tubes, let's throw to you for the mailbag.
2: Oh, hold on, hold on. We just, we've, oh, we've we'll just missed.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little hosting yeah. error from me. Yeah, sorry, it's because uh, I knew that your pot of the week comes up in the mailbag, but I apologise. Go for it with your pot of the week. Yeah,
1: look. Jeez.
0: Oh, just a bit of heat on Johnny.
1: <laughs> <and> he <just laughs>
2: we've, we've rattled him. So my part of the week, uh, it doesn't feel super pod, but it is pod because uh, he's been out injured for the whole season. Uh, Sean Lane, I think this week, very, very juicy matchup. Uh, if I had Dylan Brown, I'd probably buy Sean Lane straight away. I love those two as a combination. I think they're a big chance against Tigers right edge, specifically this week. Uh, Dewey will be defending right edge. He's, He's pretty bad moving laterally in defense. So, uh, I think, um, I think load up all in on Sean Lane, Dylan Brown, if you, if you can get that combination. Again, like your two pods, is over 700K. So he's not cheap. Uh, but, uh, I think he's, he's a good buy. Para have got a good draw. Uh, he's playing round 13. He's a great buy this week.
0: Well, Tubes, uh, off the back of that, do you want to take us through your Tubes' mailbag?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Tubes' Mailbag this week, we've we've sort of nutted it down to one question. Just uh, Tubes' Mailbag is sponsored by uh, Mailbag Bloodstock. And just a reminder to those out there to chuck in your questions each week via Twitter or email nrlpodpod, pod, N-R-L-P-O-D-P-O-D at gmail.com if you've got some questions and you and not sort of on Twitter or social media and don't want to slip into Dan's DMs. <laughs> um, so the the MailBad Bloodstock Boys though sponsor the segment, and the, and the and if we read out your question on the show, you go into the draw to win a two point five percent share in a horse, uh, complimentary uh, from the from the MailBad Bloodstock Boys and and PodPod pod, uh, Boys. So uh, this week's uh, question of the week is from. Good friend of the show. Uh, he's, he's, he's been a loyal listener since the beginning. Um, and he's What's asked the question this Glenn. week. It's Glenn. I probably, <laughs> probably should say his name. It's Glenn. <laughs> Yeah, It's Glen. It's, it's yeah, Glenn3103 Glenn, uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, so uh, Glenn's question is, uh, he, he did mention he, he knocked off uh, Matt in a head-to-head earlier this uh, during the week. Um, but then his question went into, with Hopgood peaking slash almost peaked, I really want uh, to side trade to Lane. What are your thoughts? Uh, Dan, what What are your thoughts? It sounds like you're giving a good push mm-hmm. for Lane. Uh and you're also going against Trade and Hopgood this week, but but where do you sort of? Sit? Well, I was hoping
2: to, I was hoping like you do, and just like you take the hit up and then pop the pass to me. But it sounds like you're just making me take the tap up on Tubes mailbag. So I, I'm gonna just, I'm just going to throw back to you and say, what do you, what do you reckon?
1: Well, it's Tubes mailbag, <laughs> and I asked the question, Tony. Anyway, I don't mind. Uh- I don't mind answering this one for you, Glenn. Uh, my thought is that Hopgood is likely a hold and the only reason you would be trading him this week is if you had to to downgrade to a Hoskin and or Ford, like we talked about a little bit earlier. I wouldn't be using him as a sideway trade to lane first up. Um, and I know that other podcasts might throw out things like Go With Your Gut. And I'm just telling you, don't go with your gut in this situation, uh, and 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 hold on to Hopgood uh, or or don't 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 use him as a vector. Yeah,
2: I Dan, that's enough. Yeah, it just made me gave me that little bit more time to think about the question and and collate my (laughs) thoughts on that. I think uh, Hopgood uh, versus Lane at the value. I think it's what 200 or or close 150, thousand upgrade to Lane. So it's not a sideways trade. It's a it's a premium upgrade. So hot goods could still be spectacular you could still average 60 for the rest of the year now so uh i don't see that as any any value in the trade uh and it could potentially not be huge on points as well so i i would be looking to upgrade someone who was going to lose a massive amount of cash to lane um or a few flipping around via some if you've got a you know, like a Talakai on the bye or something like that and you can flip around to lane, I wouldn't be going sideways uh, or, or up to lane from Hopgood this week.
0: All right. Well, Glenn, I hope that uh, answers your question to satisfaction. Tubes, I, I feel like maybe you've missed the point of Tubes' mailbag. You said before it's Tubes' mailbag, I ask the questions. The whole point is you don't ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> the people ask the questions and you answer them. I don't know where you've come with Tubes' mailbag, you get to ask the questions from. Yeah. No comment, Tubes? It's
1: just it's just how it was invented, John. I'll, I'll give you a pass. Second second time <laughs> hosting the show. We'll, we'll move on.
0: All right, well, I think that brings us to a close for this week. Uh, Dan, as always, tubes, absolute pleasure. Uh, and let's hope everyone has a really big round coming up. Cheers, mate. You,
2: Biddy.